No one comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. How about them Cowboys, huh? It is Wednesday, September 12th. This is the Huddle Up Podcast. We are live here on our Facebook page. And uh, make sure you are uh, liking our page and following us on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. This week we have tons to talk about, including you play to win the game and Cleveland remains thirsty. But first, our show is brought to you by QB54. Football season is here and it's time to get ready for all the tailgate parties and weekend pre-games with the best game that money can buy. Go to playqb54.com, use promo code PODCAST to get 20% off of your order. Again, that is playqb54.com, use promo code PODCAST to get 20% off of your order. Get in the game today. Of course, that is the sponsor of our home network, NGSC Sports. We got Sean in studio with us for the first time this year. Sean, how's it going, buddy? It's good to be back. It's good to be back indeed. I see you finally changed your shirt, though. That's that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, it's still same theme. Yes. Same theme. We're going to get Dave here in just a minute. i got to get the uh, guest line open, though, because uh, that would be a good thing to have on. But, of course, you're still celebrating the uh, the Eagles championship, as I would expect nothing less, because for the love of God, I'm finally able to celebrate a championship of my own. Can you? Can we like, just imagine that for a second, the fact that you and I went uh, – all of those years without, well, I mean, you had the Phillies, but like you, ultimately yours, your number one was the Eagles, of right. course. Mine would be the Capitals. We went all those years without it, and within six months of each other, we both have the uh, the, hard the, the World Championship. Yes. So that's pretty impressive in and of itself. We will get to our guest line in just a little bit. We got to get Dave on here first. Dave, how are you doing this week, buddy? Good, Jim. Uh Good to good to be here, of course. And uh, you, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit because I was going to start with a "How about them Cowboys?" <laughs> yeah, uh, that game um, actually kind of went about as well as I thought it was going to go. To be a hundred percent honest, I, I expected um, pretty much about what the Cowboys gave us. That was good defense. Um, I, I fully expected the kicker to miss a kick because that gave the Dan Bailey the Dan Bailey people, uh, something to uh, fire back about. And, of course, the offense couldn't move the ball and couldn't score. So it's going to be a long one. Dak Prescott, not good. Not great. Not not great. Um, we will get to the caller. If you just want to hang on the line there, we will get to you in just a little bit. We want to get into the show just a little bit more. So Jim, just before we, before we really get into this, how, how are the Cowboys favored this week? I'm going to start off quick, but how are they favored by three? I, t- dude, I have no idea. So I, I can't even try to figure that out. We'll, we'll, we will obviously uh, get to that um, when we get to our NFL uh, our NFL picks. But uh, if you want to still play along with us uh, on a week-to-week basis, obviously you won't be able to beat us on the overall. But on a week-to-week basis in the college football pick them, head over to tinyurl.com slash huddle up pick them. Again, tinyurl.com slash huddle up pick them and uh, play along with us there. I um, think you even get a free game for the uh, canceled one this week, potentially, too. 
Yeah, there's a couple canceled games. Let's jump in on that uh, real quick. Obviously, with the uh, with the impending hurricane, and if you are anywhere, uh, you know, like south of Maryland area, that, that's definitely going to get hit. We hope you stay safe, stay dry, heed the warnings, get out of the way of this thing. This is a pretty uh, historic and nasty looking storm. But uh, eleven games have been moved or canceled due to the uh, due to Hurricane Florence. One was actually played today. That was Coastal Carolina versus Campbell. Uh, it was uh, it was played at 2 p.m. today. It was moved from uh, Conway, South Carolina, to Barker Lane Stadium in Buell's Creek, North Carolina. Coastal Carolina winning that one. If you're keeping tabs at home, 58 to 21. Good win. I had that one on me. I was every time you looked up, there was somebody else was in the end zone. It was crazy. I had 54 24, so mm, I was close. Damn, yeah. you were close. close. You did have that close, but. Uh, just a, just a little bit off there. If you're following along with us on the live broadcast, make sure you like and share it. Uh, we got Scotty in there. He said the female broadcaster on Monday Night Football was awful. Yeah, it was a Beth Moens. Uh, not a fan. Not a fan of Beth Moens myself either. Um, and, yeah, he's laughing about the Cowboys offense. Uh, Mark Marcus says you're a tool. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I'd expect the same. Yeah, and, uh, and Joe, well, following along with us live, how you doing, Joe? I hope you're having a good night. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's just ca- quick recap on the games that are being moved. Boston College, Wake Forest uh, was supposed to be tomorrow night at 7.30. It is now tomorrow night at 5.30. Uh, Central Florida. Uh, ver- Why they gave them that extra two hours there. Right. Like, what is that going to do with a freaking hurricane <laughs> coming in on you? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure like that, that, that's well, now, not- now it hits on the ride home. Oh, which is much, much perfect, easier. much yes. safer, much, much safer, safer that way to send those thousands of uh, numbers. Put your beer goggles on. Number 18, UCF at North Carolina has uh, been canceled. The two teams will be uh, discussing a remake of that uh, later on. East Carolina, Virginia Tech has been canceled. That was supposed to be Saturday at noon as well. Uh, Ohio at Virginia. Um, that game has been moved to Vanderbilt Stadium. That, so that'll be Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Uh, at Vanderbilt in Tennessee, because Vanderbilt, of course, is at South Bend this weekend. You got Georgia Southern at Clemson. That game is supposed to be at 3.30. That is also now at noon. Um, again, three hours, uh, not going to do a whole lot of difference. They got to get the whole tailgate in. But we, as Notre Dame fans, know that they don't like to cancel games due to hurricanes at Clemson. So, you know, right. nothing should be surprising there. Uh, West Virginia at NC State has been canceled. Southern Miss at Appalachian State was canceled as of today. Uh, Norfolk State at Liberty uh, postponed. That'll be uh, a Saturday, December 1st. Uh, Old Dominion at Charlotte was supposed to be Saturday at 6 p.m. That is now tomorrow at 4 p.m. And uh, Marshall at South Carolina has been canceled. So there was only one, one, one or two games that had uh, makeup dates announced. Uh, the rest will be uh, announced at a later date. So, yeah, 11 games affected. Um, by the hurricane, so nothing in the NFL though, as of now. As yeah, as of now, um, Dave, are the, because are the Panthers away this week? I would assume the Panthers are in Atlanta. Um, to me, the only NFL game that could be in jeopardy is, I believe, the uh, the Indianapolis Colts are at the uh, Washington Redskins. I think everything else should be pretty clear. Um, uh, Jacksonville has New England, so potential impact, but uh, more so travel for New England. I would think uh, further south. Um, the Eagles are in Tampa Bay, of course. Uh, so I, I would think that uh, that's your your main impact there. And Baltimore's playing in Cincinnati on uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, the Washington game could be rainy, but I think at least as of this evening, the uh, greater impact of the of the hurricane is supposed to be more south. So. Well, and the good news for the Patriots is their film crews have actually been there for four or five days. Now yeah, already. no, that's that's true. That's They've been. They do like to send them out close early. attention to Jacksonville's <laughs> practice facility. They, they do like to send them out early. They get so out that, there that quick. worked out. Um, week number uh, this past weekend in college football, there's a couple near upsets. Of course, you had uh, Florida State almost losing to Sanford. Thank God for Florida State almost losing to Sanford because people forgot about the fact we almost lost to Ball State. Yeah, no, that that's. Well, that, I don't that say we almost lost, but it was closer than it should have been. Oh, a yeah, lot closer absolutely. than it should have been. Um, but, uh, Florida losing to Kentucky the first time, uh, they've lost to Kentucky in, was it eight, nine years, something like that, or maybe even longer. I forget the exact date. 30 years, 30 years. years. Yeah. Seven, eight, 30, you know, one of those. I think you've been up since seven or eight 30. I may have been up. Yeah. That's what I meant. I've been up since seven 30. It's been 30 years since they lost. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, you had, uh, Arizona state. 
play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. Nah, you don't play to just play it. You play to win it, and that's what they did, stunning Michigan State on Saturday. So that's always fun when Sparty takes a loss. I'm always a fan of that. Um, but let's look ahead to this Saturday, and, and there's only three games where uh, that uh, have top 25 teams playing each other, and then we'll get to our call uh, on the line, so we appreciate them holding on. Uh, we got number 12, LSU, at number 7, Auburn. Auburn, a 9.5-point favorite. The over-under on this one at 44 and a half. Uh, this one on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. on CBS. Uh, I, I like what uh, LSU's been doing so far. Obviously, they started unranked. They're all the way up to number 12. I, I don't know if they're good enough to win this game, though. I, I think Auburn um, still is the you know kind of the next step up beyond uh, the LSU's at this point. Um, and, and, and maybe it'll be closer than I think it is. I, uh, nine and a half, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if LSU can can beat that number. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under. Um, I'll take LSU with the points, but I'll take Auburn overall. Yeah, no, I I, I think that the the big trouble for LSU here is unlike you know some of the games they played already, they're they're not catching anybody by surprise anymore. Like teams know that they're good and that they're here to play. And on the Auburn's just so good defensively. A spread of nine and a half is tough though, because. Sometimes the way those teams play down there, they might not score nine and a half points total. <laughs> it could be 6-3. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Auburn, just the defensive side of the ball, they're going to force some turnovers, and, and I, I'll take Auburn with, with the spread. I'll take Auburn, and um, I'm going to go with you with the under, too. I think that low-scoring SEC defense is under. No doubt on that one. I'm taking Auburn plus the points and the over because you two are idiots. Wow, that's a great way wow. to... Wow, uh, yeah. Hey, good to be back, Dave. Yeah. Welcome back, Sean. Jeez. Dave is... Uh, good to see you, too. Dave is the same Dave that he's always been. Good Lord. He hasn't gotten, he hasn't gotten any, uh, any nicer. Um, all right, let's go to... Uh, also at 3.30, this one on ESPN. You have uh, number 17, Boise State, at number 25, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. I like Boise State. Um you know, in, in a game that uh, I will, and the plus the the over under on this one is at sixty five and a half. Uh, I'll take the over on that one. Like, there's no defense in the Big Twelve, period. And uh, you know, Boise State isn't isn't known for their stout defensive play either. So uh, I, I like a whole lot of offense. In fact, this is the type of game where it's like I, I feel like you should just uh, you shouldn't even put a secondary out there. You should put maybe four or five in the box, rush the passer. Um, if and and you're only allowed like three offensive linemen, so like four guys in the box, three offensive linemen. Yeah. See if the quarterback can get out of the way, and just just dump off, get to a receiver, and then that's all you gotta do. The last team to uh, you know, the last team to, to score wins basically. Um, yeah, I'll take Boise State in this one. I like them. They're gonna keep climbing up. Um, and the over. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on on pretty much everything you said. The lack of defense. Um, also, Boise just kind of being the flashier pick here. I, 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 it's basically a pick. I'll take Boise State. Uh, I like what I've seen so far. And I'm also going to take the over because there could be a hundred. You could have that thing at 90 points, and I'd consider the over. <laughs> Oklahoma State, the under. Dave, you're an idiot. Just He's just, he's just contrary you. tonight. He is just contrary. Um, and then uh, the big one, Saturday night, 8 p.m. on ABC. Number four, Ohio State, a 13-and-a-half-point favorite versus TCU at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Um, like, I want really bad. I want really bad for uh, to, to be able to pick TCU here. But, like, I mean, I think Ohio State just scored again from week one. Yeah, they, 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 they're they putting, just I mean, in. they're putting up points at a stupid amount. Um, of course, the the – Suspension or lack thereof, quite frankly, if you really think, if you really look into the specifics of it, uh, means absolutely nothing. Um, he's still the coach of the team, uh, so I'm going to take Ohio State. The over under is at sixty. Uh, I'm going to run with the points in the over. Uh, it's it's going to be Ohio State by a good bit. 
Yeah, I, TCU, obviously Texas not getting hit by the hurricane this weekend, but there's another storm coming, yeah. and it's <laughs> full of Buckeyes. And Urban Meyer has the team prepared. He's going to hand off his script at midnight on Friday and then immediately do what he does every other Friday at midnight and start planning for the next week's game. He's had an extra two days to prep for this thing. And I'm going to take the over as well. Ohio State with the points and the over. Lock it in. You better not disagree this time, Dave. Maybe yeah, we're pretty dumb. I'm afraid now. You 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 rocked me into in the scared of here. Um, I, I think you guys uh, got one right here with Ohio State. However, I think the unders in play, um, and more so being, I think this Ohio State defense is a lot better than anyone gives it credit for. Um, I think you said the numbers in the 60s, and I, I see Ohio State putting up 35, 40, 40 points, but I don't see TCU scoring that much. You know, I think they're going to have a ton of trouble with this overrated or underrated Ohio State defense here. I mean, you do know TCU's um, so, in the Big 12, right? Say what? You do know TCU's in the Big 12. Right, they're not going to stop anything from Ohio State scored, what, 77 and 56? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're yeah. good. I'm just saying. I the, only, the only way the unders in play in my mind is if TCU just starts running the ball instead of throwing the ball, just taking some knees, like middle downs, like second down, and just slows the clock down. I, I don't see it happen, but I, I see what you mean. Ohio State's defense is fantastic. So. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. It's not more of a. Uh, it's more of a play against the TCU offense than anything else. Um, but I, I think that unders got life. Uh, I don't know that I will play it personally. Um, but I think the number is a little high, and, and I mean, personal opinion that this is just going to keep creeping up slowly till game day. So, um, if you want the over, get it in now. If you want the under, uh, strong suggestion on waiting. All right, let's uh, let's go to the phone line here, and if you want to get in on the action and talk to us here tonight, you can do that four zero one three four seven zero six one three, and then use pin two nine three one two again four zero one three four seven zero six one three. Then use pin two nine three one two. Those numbers. That number is also on both our uh, Facebook and Twitter pages uh, on the uh, on the post for the show, so you can find them there as well. We got one call in on the line. They've been waiting patiently. Let's go to it now. Let us know who you are and where you're calling us from. Oh, good evening. Uh, this is Lou from New Jersey. Ah, Lou, welcome back to the show, man. How are you? What's going on, Lou? Right, I had some time, so I thought I'd uh, chime in. I didn't think I was going to get in because I just had a problem with the button. <laughs> all right, what's on your mind, bud? Well, uh, first of all, to the people who are going through the storm right now, I was simply, um, you know, my prayers are going to go out. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, yeah. It always seems to happen around football time, too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hey, usually at time of year. Yeah. Well, anyway, my thought, of course, um, well, being that I am a, um, from New York, you know, I do follow the Jets uh, more so than the Giants. I like, you know, I definitely guess what Donald uh, did on Monday night, but at the same time, like, is it really fair to, like, hype him up now? It's one game. He's only playing one professional game. Okay, he did well, despite that little mishap um, in, the first, in the first play of the game. But I think it's too soon to compare, like, you know, how great he's going to be. You know, you got to have more consistency. I would say, like, in the fourth or fifth game of the season, if he continues to do what he did on Monday night, then we can start um, thinking about where he's going to go and maybe take this team to the playoffs. But right now, I think it's too soon to make any comparisons to what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, when you when you have a, a a big game like you did, you know, you had the pick six to start off, and and I was telling Sean before we went on the air that uh, when he threw that pick, I I almost tweeted that that's why you don't start a rookie in his first game. So I'm happy I right. I'm happy I missed that uh, missed that tweet. I've been uh, reliving but that now, one. But now, uh, speaking of that, because um, the Bills are going to start a rookie in their next in the next game. After yeah, coming off a disastrous forty-seven to three shellacking um, by Baltimore, uh, I don't think that's wise to start a rookie in the second game because who knows it's going to. I don't think it get much worse than that game, but I don't think it's going to get much better. Well, I, I would kind of agree with you as far as the Jets that it, it's definitely too early to tell. I will tell you this: it looked a lot better than any product that I've seen from them in the last few years. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it has to do with certain matchups. Um, but the Bills and the Jets kind of were a tale of two different teams, and you saw two different 
like all around offense and defensive situations for those two teams. And I think what we did see is, you know, there might be, a, if not a changing of, of the guard at the top of the AFC East, there may be a changing of the guard at the bottom of the AFC East. Yeah, yeah. The Bills are the definite worst in that division. Um, and, and to them starting Josh Allen, I mean, I, I just think it's a situation where they, they made a poor choice in thinking Peterman was their starter. Like, they got rid of A.J. McCarron. Yeah. They got rid of Tyrod Taylor. Um, so I think that those were their mistakes there. Um, but, you know, you, you start Peterman, and, and he just looks abysmal. I mean, I think you're just at a point where – you know, is Josh Allen the answer right now? Maybe not, but yeah, you, when yeah. you when you draft a guy that high, and the the fans are going to be calling real quick when when Peterman's doing what he's doing. So um, I'm not a fan. I'm usually not a fan of throwing a guy out there this quick, but I, I just think yeah. you have to if you're the Bills. Absolutely. Well, Jim, I mean, Absolutely. the one thing you have to do too. I mean, Peterman is worse than probably about ten backups in the NFL. So I mean, you got to be considerate of. Uh, wow of uh, what you're, you're working with here, too. So, I mean, you, you got to factor that in, too. But the other thing uh, on this whole Darnold conversation is I will be very interested to see what happens when he faces a team that has a defensive line to exploit that lackluster Jets offensive line. Um, the, the Lions obviously could not do that, but what's Darnold going to do when there's some pressure? Yeah, I mean that that that'll be a big question as well. It, you know, people want people want to make the the big story. They always want to make the comparison. Yeah. You know, and and when when a guy you know does what does what he does, um, you know, in, in his first game, you, you they they want to make the comparison to somebody out of the past. You know, it, it, will there be growing pains? Absolutely, but um, you know, for sure. for one night at least, Sam Darnold looked like the uh, the real deal. Yeah, one night. Well, when as as I like to say, and so what else you got? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think my your uh, your best bet, Lou, and, and we appreciate the call. Is uh, sit back and enjoy it for one week, I, and if that's the best the Jets look this year, you, you had Monday night. Uh, but uh, again, uh, we uh, we appreciate the call, and uh, we look forward to talking to you uh, throughout the season. All right, thanks a lot. All right. I mean, at least we're not talking about the butt fumble with the Jets. Right, I mean, you know, you had a, you had a, a a strong defensive performance. Again, how good are the Lions? We don't know. I no had them knows. down at the bottom, and um, you know, you you had a situation where they they came out firing on a Monday night. Um, and and if anything, and and I don't know if it, if it means a whole whole lot, but he threw a pick six on his first pick. He didn't go play boo boo face. He got right back up, and uh, you know, he went that went out there and and, and won the game and won it in big time fashion. So, um. You know, like like you said, I don't think the I don't think the Jets are the AFC East champions this year by no, any stretch. Evans, no. But um, you know, could they potentially contend? Potentially again, this is Week One. Uh, potentially contend for a uh, for a playoff spot for a wild card. I, th- I I think it's within the cards at least to say that it's possible because the AFC I think is pretty wide open. Jim, I want to add this. I don't know if you've uh, connected the dots. Actually, uh, it, it's, I, I will connect the dots for you. I, I feel great pleasure when I get to do that for you. But uh, both the Dolphins, which uh, toot my own horn a little bit, like the Dolphins, uh, but um, the Dolphins and the Jets are playing each other this week, and it's plausible that the uh, Patriots could lose down in Jacksonville. So you realistically can have a 2-0 and Jets team or a 2-0 and Dolphins team leading this AFC East. It's, I mean, it's certainly possible. Yeah, we're that the uh, the Patriots Jacksonville game is going to be one of the four that we're going to uh, play the numbers on. We're looking at, at Week One, though, what do you guys, in your opinion, what was your kind of biggest? What, what's your biggest overreaction people are having from from what we saw Week One? Biggest overreaction? Um. I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, the Jets are definitely a candidate for that. I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, it's kind of a big deal. And the Bills definitely aren't. That is far from an overreaction. We just talked about those two games. If I was going to pick a different one, I might say the Washington Redskins. Um, I mean, they looked good. Alex Smith looked good. I don't know. I, I still am not buying it. Of course, I had them at the basement of the league picking first next year. But um, they looked better than that. Uh, so I'm a little worried about that pick, but but I don't know. There's there's a lot of 
talent in in the other uh, teams in that division. Of course, I'll, I'll avoid making fun of the Cowboys a little bit. I'll still say they have talent. There's some there, um, but um, yeah, I think the Redskins fans just just you know, and they haven't been over vocal, but um, you know, in this area at least, there's some enough around that are really excited, and I, I, I don't I don't see this being a trend at least not yet. So the uh, biggest overreaction for me is, is going to be the New Orleans Saints. Um, or, I mean, you could say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, um, hint and foreshadowing, Dave likes both teams doing the opposite of what they did last week. So I like the Saints minus 8.5, and, a half, and I um, unfortunately like the Eagles laying 2.5 on the road. Uh, what are the chances that Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to have a game anywhere close to what he had last week? Um, Less than Probably 20%. pretty unlikely. And what are the chances that the – the uh, Saints are going to lay an egg against the uh, the Browns at home again after they just did against the Bucs. Um, so, you, you know, Jim, we've done this a couple of years, and I think I, it, we, you and I could have a uh, nice night at the bar if we got a dollar every time I said it. But uh, <laughs> the teams aren't anywhere as good as they played last week, and they're not anywhere as bad as they played last week. They're somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and, and I think one of the bigger overreactions I saw, and, and it was – in game was throughout the first half people were talking about like oh it's the same old browns same old browns because they didn't look great in the first half um but they had they adjusted ended up with the tie obviously what a funny situation that is you can imagine bars around cleveland these people are you know they have the perfect setup they got that field goal lined up we got this thing you know we had the, the the miracle pick we're lined up it's a short kick i know it's raining but we we got this those the people get they're getting ready to put the the key in the lock, bust those beers out, and then it was blocked. But um, oh, Cleveland! But you know, and and you know, kind of the, the the joke is the same old Browns, this and that. I I think that um, you know Tyrod Taylor wasn't the best, but the, you know they got a, they got the ground game moving. Josh Gordon with an incredible uh, touchdown catch, and that was I, one of the best catches of the weekend. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, and Cleveland is going to surprise people. I know, Sean, uh, after the, the show last week, you, you got your predictions, and you have them in the wild card. I do. I have them in the wild card uh, in the AFC. So, you know, I, I, I think the, the, the Browns definitely are better, the laughable stat, and we were talking about it before we went on air. Scotty posted it here uh, in the comments. Best start in 14 years. Yes. At 0-0-1. Oh, 0-0-1. Oh, and one. Oh, oh, and one. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Like that, that stat is ridiculous. Um, but I just think they, so, Jim. I mean, the the Browns have to be kind of decent with all the number one picks that they had. And the other eventually. thing, and I don't know, uh, it was on tw- Twitter at some point this past week, so it must be true. Um, but the the Browns last year, based on their their stats, offensive, defensive, etc., um, the the team should have won. Um, I think the number was between four and a half and five and a half games. So it just kind of shows that the the Browns last year. Granted, they went zero and sixteen. But they were historically unlucky on how bad they were. Um, the other thing that was interesting is the the uh, the stats guys out in Vegas actually had the Browns power ranked 26th in the NFL at the end of last season. So there were six teams that were worse than the Browns <laughs> talent wise in, in the sports books minds. You know, and I, I think if Tyrod Taylor, um, statistically speaking, doesn't improve. I think you're even even if you win a couple of games here, I think you're going to hear the the calls for Baker Mayfield. And I think you do see Baker Mayfield at some point this year. I don't think Tyrod Taylor's uh a, a 16 game starter this year for the Browns. I would argue when that happens. Like I think like if you're the it, it depends how many wins we're talking about. Like even if you're not oh, doing it with off. like offensive showcase, but if you're within a game or two of first or you're sitting in a wild card scenario, it's going to be really hard, no matter how loud the Baker chants are coming, to make a change. Because if you make that change and it derails, or like it changes the chemistry or whatever else you want to call it, then, then you look like, well, the Browns. <laughs> so like, you don't want that to happen. But I thought the bigger story there, and maybe it was just me, maybe I haven't been paying enough attention, was you were talking about overreaction. I kind of felt that in Pittsburgh, there's a little bit of an underreaction. Like oh, I know I you didn't have Le'Veon Bell, but you have an all off season. But how and you, and, James and, Conner was Connor looked great. really good. So that's not the issue. And I know the Browns defense is bolstered. Maybe you were you know a little surprised by the Browns, but like I mean, come on. I mean, if you're really a contender, if like if Ben is gonna try one more time, right. if if Antonio Brown is the best receiver in the NFL, and if you have that defense that all but led the league in sacks last year, I mean they were close to not 
rattle the Browns more than that and end up in a tie with historic over the past yeah. 10 years, the worst team and the, statistically and the excuse, in the league. The excuse and to be. just kind of dismiss. And maybe it's just because the city of Pittsburgh is louder when things are going well than when they're not. But I haven't no, no really shit. heard any, any rumbles at all about well, how worried they are. You know, and, and the excuse will be, well, it was rainy. But it was rainy for both teams. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not an excuse. These guys are professional athletes uh, and, you know, these NFL players. And the, 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 it's just as rainy for the Browns. Yes. And, like, you know, it's not like, it's not like November, December when you're talking climate in Washington, D.C. versus climate in San Diego. This is two cities that, you know... John Daly could hit a golf ball between the two of them. Like it's you're, you're just the you're you're silly to think that that it's you know it's something so simple. I, I think you're I think you're spot on there, Sean. I think I think there is potentially more trouble in Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, rem- I think it's a removed. It, it's a great point, too. but I think it shows how hard it is to win on the road too. Uh, something that's often forgotten in the NFL. Well, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't. I'm not saying it's panic mode. Like Dave said, I mean, teams are better than they looked and teams are worse than they looked. And it's just one preparation, one matchup. It's probably nothing to panic about, but like concern is okay. Like you can be concerned. And speaking of panic and concern, um, last week we made our predictions. Like I said, you got them submitted. Um, We can't go back and change them. We're not going back and changing time, but do you have any like, Things that you look at them and go, "What was I thinking?" Because I do. Yeah. Well, what, what's your uh, what's your change there? I don't Cap? know how. Well, no, it's not a change, but I was like, "How did I do this? How did like I don't know if I blacked out and my hand just wrote something. I don't know if I thought it was, you know, nineteen ninety four and not two thousand and eighteen. <laughs> but I had I had put the Buffalo Bills in a wild card spot. Yeah, good luck with that. I, uh, you know, so that's that wasn't a good idea. That was a big gaffe. Uh, I don't know if you had any or Dave, you had any uh, from our predictions that uh, you went. I got this one way wrong, but mine, without a doubt, is the Buffalo Bills as a wild card team. Uh, I'm looking at mine, and I'm still feeling okay. I mean, obviously the Browns are, are concerning, but I think they're getting better. And maybe my other my other AFC wild card, the Colts. But like you said earlier, in the AFC, I think a lot of these teams are the, – the, once you get past your top four, there's really not a lot of competition. I think the disparity is not very high in the AFC. Uh, but in, in the NFC, I was concerned when Rodgers went down that the Packers would be an issue. But then, Yeah, I was concerned about that too. You know, you throw, you throw some medication in them and get them back out there. and That post-gamer. Unbelievable. That post-game interview on field was one of the uh, – one of the best things dynamite. I've ever seen. It was dynamite. That but guy, yeah, I think, I think I'm okay. I drugged think. out, man. Falcons are a little concerning too, uh, but I, I think they'll Joe, Like Joe points together. out in the comments here, Julio can still not catch a touchdown. Matt Ryan, there's trouble in, there's trouble in that noodle arm there. Uh, he had throws with zip. I, I don't know. I think, I mean, you, you got to be concerned. I mean, that defense was, was swarming on everything uh, when they were in the red zone. I thought they put a lot of pressure on him. Uh, there were some throws that were what I would call beyond questionable, but I, I don't, I don't think he's going to panic. And I, I think by the time you hit the middle of the season, he'll be fine. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I agree there. I mean, I think there's so much talent uh, on that, that Falcons team that can overshadow uh, who I think is one of the, the more overrated quarterbacks and that's Matt Ryan. Um, but you got, uh, you got Ridley that's going to develop uh, obviously. And then uh, the other thing you said, Sean, that I want to touch on is the, the Cleveland Browns, uh, this tie could be huge for wild card implications because they uh, a a seven eight and one team beats the seven and nine team. I do believe so. Uh, they sure do. That's realistic in the uh, the AFC there. So very good potential there. And uh, I, uh, I I like all my picks last week, even though that the uh, the the city of LA was disappointing. But uh, the the all LA Super Bowl still has light. Does it? Does it? I don't know that it does. I, I you sticking with them. I you know that that takes gumption. To stick, to stick with the L.A. Chargers uh, as, a, as a Super Bowl, uh, a team playing in the Super Bowl. That, that takes – There you go. Well, who takes, else am I going to pick in the AFC? Let's be, be realistic because you know I'm not picking those clowns from the Northeast. And well, that's after true. that, you guys have them pretty much yeah. selected. So yeah, we're solid. taking L.A. 
Yeah, what do we, I got to lose? We went with the same exact Super, Super Bowl. Bowl, Philly over Jacksonville. Yep, spot on. Yeah, spot on. All right, let's go to the let's go to four big games we have coming up this weekend, and that is uh, the first, and that one of the ones that could be affected uh, by Hurricane Florence. Uh, as of right now, no change in schedule, but Indianapolis at Washington, who is a six point favorite at home. The over under forty five and a half. This one at one p.m. on Fox. Um, I think this is one of the harder games, and that, that's why I put it on here uh, this weekend. A because six point pr- spread is six point spread. Bro. You're you're probably you're at least going to have rain. I think um, in, in in Washington, uh, you're you, you have a situation where Adrian Peterson looked really good. You had Alex Smith um, in peak Alex Smith condition. Um, and what I mean by that is he was very accurate. That's who Alex Smith is. Um, he doesn't throw a lot of long balls. That's who Alex Smith is. Um, uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. I, I, I've often said, because I lived through the Tony Romo years, that I'd rather have a guy who's just going to contis- consistently not throw interceptions than like you're going to throw picks at bad times, but you're also going to get those like high moments where he's going to go win you the game. I'd love an Alex Smith. Give a, I would kill for an Alex Smith right now, but we're not talking about my boys. In uh, Indianapolis, um, you know, with, with with Andrew Luck back, I think they're they're finding their identity a little bit, little by little here. Uh, I like the Redskins. I don't know if I even like the six number. I think this one's going to be really close. Um, much to to Dave's point that he hammers home repeatedly. Uh, it's that whole uh, you know you're not as good as you you look week one sort of the thing. So. I like the Redskins maybe by like a field goal. I think it's going to be a close game. All right. I mean, that's fine. Uh, my gut says to take the Redskins and the points um, because I, what I saw from Indianapolis is that, you know, even though Frank, or, yeah, not Frank Gore, uh, even though Mac wasn't out there and, and, and you were running with some backup guys, their run blocking looked horrendous. Uh, I thought their offensive line play as a whole wasn't good, which is not a good sign if you're just getting back your – you know, over a year out franchise quarterback. Uh, the line's pretty important for him. Um, but because I have the Redskins in the basement this year, I am going to take Andrew Luck. I think the Colts are going to come out throwing, at least in my dream. And they're going to – they get six points. So I'll go with your close. I'll take, I'll take the Colts to cover and to win. Colts by three. Wow, one of you got this one right. Right, good job. <laughs> so um, I I am like uh, Jim in this one. Uh, I, I really have trouble picking this game um, from a straight up factor. Uh, I, I I think the the Colts are going to have Andrew Luck in a better performance than he was last week. Um, it's extremely hard to simulate NFL regular season game speed, and he's been out for a length of time, as we all know. Um, so I think he'll knock off some rust from week one to re- week two. The other thing is I, I think that this Redskins team is a little overrated or overhyped on their win that they had last week. Um, yes, they dominated, but look at who they beat. Is this Cardinals team really that good? I mean, I, I don't think – I think that this Cardinals team is possibly one of the worst five teams in football. And Sammy Sleeves. We're getting – oh, go ahead. Sammy Sleeves. Give me Sammy. Hey. Sammy B. Yeah, go for it. I mean, it's it's just. Uh, I mean, it's. Dave, I'm with you. I'm with you. They're this, terrible. They're absolutely horrendous. I I don't think that this uh, Arizona team's any good, and I think that that's going to grossly inflate what Washington is. Um, but can Andrew Luck go on the road and win in rainy conditions in a second game back? I don't know. Um, but I'm definitely going to be intrigued with if this spread is sitting uh, six on Sunday. I'll put it that way. Um, I'm probably leaning towards Washington right now, but I definitely think that the Colts cover this. All right, then let's go also uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock on Fox. Uh, Minnesota at Green Bay. This one's a straight-up pick em. Uh And the over-under at this one is uh, 46. Um, obviously, one thing that could hinge things both ways would be if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. As of now, he looks fine. Um, they said today like he doesn't need to practice to play, which – of course not. When you're the best quarterback in football today, you don't need to practice. No, just don't practice anymore this year. Just yeah, just go out and just play. go out and, and, and sling the ball around. Um, you know, you're obviously you're going to have a better. I can't even say that. Like, 
What happened to is Khalil Mack on a snap count? Is that what happened on Monday night? That's what I was told before the game. That's what I, I had okay. Because like I mean, the guy was just an absolute monster uh, in the first half, and then he seem, seemingly disappeared a bit. So that would obviously play into it. Uh, I think as a as a whole, Minnesota's defense is better. Uh, Chicago's you know Chicago's defense is good, but um, so I, I think you're gonna have a, a little more trouble with this one. Um, but. Uh, how do you how do you pick against Aaron Rodgers when he did what he did on Monday night? Um, so as of now, because he's he's scheduled to be in the lineup, I'm going to go with the, go the Packers uh, to win this game, and it's in Green Bay. <coughs> yes, it's in Green Bay. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I think no doubt in my mind. I, I mean, the Packers clearly got something clicking, and. Minnesota is very good. I don't know that their defense is that much better than Chicago's. I mean, obviously, when Cleo Mack's on the field, that changes things. And Minnesota probably does all around. But the Bears were still a, a, a top 10 defense last year, at least statistically. I mean, it was kind of inflated by a bunch of fumble recoveries. But um, with the addition of Mack, that, that defense looked for real. And um, to be that far behind the eight ball and come back and get a win, it's going to be hard to stop the sales because, I mean, it only happened on – you know, it happened a night game, so you, you kind of just you kind of ride that into week two. I'll take Aaron Rodgers in any game in Lambeau, um, especially in a division game. I, I think they're going to run the ball more early, uh, which is the right play. You don't want to be attacking that secondary too early, and and I think that they get the running game going, and then you get some play action built. I'll take Aaron Rodgers, uh, and I don't think it's like a three point game. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers by like seven or ten. Okay. I'm not even picking the Packers. I'm just picking Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> just picking, he's winning. Well, I agree with you. It's going to be a 7-10 to 10 point game, but I think you're on the wrong side again. I, I think that the Purple People Eaters are going to be pretty happy on this game. Um, the, the thing that stuck out for me in the, in the Green Bay-Chicago game, uh, as you can tell, I look at things differently uh, than, than most, is, is how well and how effective Chicago was able to move the ball for a large portion of the game on the Green Bay defense. And I think that this... Minnesota offense is, is definitely um, better than the Chicago offense. So I think that they're going to have more success moving the ball. And, I mean, ultimately the best way to, to beat Green Bay is keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. So um, I, I think that this is a Minnesota win by, by that 7-10 to 10 range. I think they go into uh, to, to Lambeau and make a statement to further support the uh, NFC North champions. You are fake news. Um, <laughs> New England one and a half point favorite at Jacksonville Sunday, four twenty five Eastern Time on CBS. The over under on this one is at forty five. Um, man, I mean, you know, New England, Tom Brady, you know they they came from behind and stunned Jacksonville in the AFC title game uh, a year ago. Uh, I'd like to think that that Jacksonville has learned a thing or two. Uh, you'd like to think Jacksonville would not make the same mistakes or, or, or not blow the lead. But to do that, uh, you have to have a lead to begin with. Um, Jacksonville won, but I don't think looked overly impressive against the New York Giants. Um, obviously, they, the, the, the only, you know, they gave the big run play to Saquon Barkley. Um, but it, I, it was way too close. Uh, for me to pick Jacksonville in this one, uh, maybe later in the year, maybe they keep it going uh, or get it going a little bit, a little bit stronger. But I'm going to go with uh, touchdown Tommy and the and the Patriots in this one uh, by about a touchdown. I only heard like half of that because in my head, all I heard was like Jags, 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 Jags. Like, <laughs> like my brain's going, pick the Jags because you got them in the Super Bowl. Jags, Jags are the hot pick here. Uh, but with a banged up Leonard Fournette. Uh, not practicing much. Yeah, big, like, yeah, Lord knows if he's going to be on a snap count. Now, the good news is if, you know, if, if it is a close game, or, or, you, know, you could get away with some passing down stuff and get yelled on the field. But um, I, I, don't, I don't know if I saw enough from the Jags' defense to say they're running at optimal power. And, um, gosh, it's just I, – I, I, Well, and if they, have to, if they have to resort to the passing game, at least they have, like, a Hall of Famer like Blake Bortles. Don't! Yeah, yeah he's – well, he's got two. He's got the same initial, first and last initial. That's always a good sign. Yeah, uh, it's great. <laughs> alliteration. I like alliteration. But I, yeah, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to take Tommy. I'm going to take Tom Brady. It's too early for the rematch for them, and and, and I'm, I'm going to take Tom. Why is this a week two game? That's my first question. And this is just 
incredible because if this was a, I mean, even give us week four in this game, we would know a little bit more about both teams and probably be more excited than both teams are realistically. Um, decent chances they're undefeated when we get to this game and a 3-0, 4-0 game will be a lot more interesting than this game. Um, you both took uh, Tommy Cheater. I hate Tommy Cheater, so we're going uh, Jaguars. Um, obviously, I have some reservations given Lenny's status. Um, I do like that the, the Jaguars did not uh, play that well last week. Uh, I think they, they kept a lot in the tank, and they, uh, they actually ran. Uh, I, I was wonderful and blessed to be watching the Jaguars-Giants game. Um, they actually ran a lot of uh, very vanilla plays and formations. Um, so it almost looked like to me that they were kind of just doing a, a live game walkthrough and uh, keeping a lot in the bag for this coming week. Um, I think all the points made on uh, Bortles being uh, Nathan Peterman wannabe type of thing is fairly <laughs> accurate. Um, however, uh, screw Tommy Cheater. So give me the give me the Yags. I just I'm, I'm gonna try. I might, I might throw the Patriots in every week just to find like Dave's. Brady threshold like, like where where does like he where's have the, to yeah pick where's Tom? the threshold where he has to pick him um but uh obviously it's not this week something tells me he'd pick him over the Cardinals I think he, I, he, I would hope a lot of hatred God I would hope I, I would I could find some reason to take the Cardinals <laughs> try me what if it was like I I, mean, I don't know that I don't know the Patriots schedule but like week 14 in New England and it's like snowing are you still gonna pick the uh, the Cardinals over the Patriots in that in that point everybody's at full health. Yeah, why not? What do I have to lose? Yeah, well, at, that, at that point, for, at that point, he's going to be so far ahead of us in picks, he's not going to need that. I mean, if, he'll just pass or behind, and he needs yeah, to catch up. If he keeps if he keeps uh, if he keeps throwing the Patriots in there, I mean, I'm giving you guys a chance to beat me in picks, so it's probably a good thing for you guys. <laughs> that is entirely true. Uh, and then let's look Sunday night. Uh, eight twenty on NBC. You have the zero and one New York Giants at the zero and one Dallas Cowboys, uh, who are a three point favorite. The over under at forty two and a half. I don't know how the Cowboys are a favorite in here. That's unreal. And like they scored eight points, they're a three point favorite. Like, <laughs> like even if you want to put put them as a favorite, how are you going three? It's almost half the points they scored. Last week, now Jim, I have a trivia qu- trivia question. While you're talking about that, What's that, that Sean has to answer. What was the score of the Eagles game week 17 last year, please? Oh God, I don't remember week 17. I forgot. I, I blocked out everything Nick Foles did before the playoffs. The Cowboys. Okay, correct answer. Correct answer is they lost three to nothing, and whoever they were playing, which I think was the Redskins or, no, or no, the it was Giants, the Cowboys. It was the Cowboys. Co- yes, because the Cowboys. Well, whoever, it was, they didn't they cover? Go ahead. Wasn't it three nothing or seven nothing or something like that? I, I think it, it was, was bad. Yeah, I think it was three nothing. Real bad. Well, the Cowboys covered two and a half, so I appreciated that. Remembered. God, it's fucking terrible. Like I hung, but he's the, but he's uh, he's four and zero oh since. Like I fully support four and zero. Oh. I fully support the Cowboys cutting Des Bryant this off season, but I have the jersey hanging here in the studio because uh, it lets me remember a time. When our offense had any pulse, just any, not maybe not even a strong pulse. You mean someone who could catch? Yeah, I mean that helped. Unless they're falling to the ground, it was a catch. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a catch. Not that it matters. Not going to change anything. But nonetheless, um, I don't know how the Cowboys are a favorite here. Um, I didn't pick them last week. I got that pick right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pick beat them. Well, the the Panthers did. I like. I'm not even like mad about like. Uh, that, like I said, that game went exactly as I thought it would. Uh, I, I'm going to pick the Giants here. I, I think. I think you're going to have a similar type game to what you saw in Carolina. Like you're going to have a defense that's going to go out there and they're going to make plays. Like the Cowboys, time and time again on Sunday, made plays. They held the Panthers to 16 points. A great, a really good offense. You held to 16 points and you lost the freaking game. Still baffling, but uh, I think you're gonna have a similar situation. But uh, you know, you 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 may find Saquon Barkley bust one loose, like he did last week. His numbers looked good, eighteen for was it one hundred eight and a touchdown. But you take away a sixty eight yard scamper, and you're looking at like seventeen carries for thirty eight yards. Um, but uh, you, you're probably gonna have fallen in that situation. Cowboys defense is gonna be tired again because they're gonna be on the field for. 
47 out of 60 minutes probably. Uh, so I'm going to take the Giants um, seven or less. Like I, I don't think the Giants are that good either. But I just think the Cowboys are that bad. And, and like, like I was talking to guys at work, if there's any silver lining to as bad as the Cowboys are going to be this year, is like I, 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 I just think that Jerry can't bring Captain Clapper back after this season. Well, I would hope not, but he's managed to do it this far. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, like, I mean, I know you went against a good um, – you said you went a good, good Carolina offense, and if it were week seven or eight and Cam Newton had his, uh, you, you know, his, his train running and, and he, he had that momentum, he's, he's a guy that just thrives on confidence, and, and he kind of just – he does that, and I think he gets off to slow starts because of that. Uh, I don't think the offense was that good for Carolina, and I think that the Giants' offense – uh, looks better. I, I think the offensive line looked better in their first game than it did all year last year. Can't look much worse. And, um, you know, the addition of Barkley gives them that, like, dual threat, takes some of the pressure off Eli. I think I have them in the playoffs as a wild card, but I could easily see them winning the East, and then my Eagles kind of sneak in as the wild card. Uh, but um, I think the Giants' defense is going to get to Dak, and I think they're going to be on – I mean, I mean everybody's going to be on Zeke because there's no passing yeah. game. No. Um, so it's it's going to be rough. I got the Giants Witten, by a little bit back. more than you do. Uh, I, I think Jason the Giants talk I think the Giants that bury, bury the Dallas Cowboys this week. This game is uh, extremely interesting, to say the least. Uh, I mean, I feel like everyone everyone and their, their cousin and mother and evil stepsister are, are, are on the Giants this week. And it's just one of those that it feels like that everyone likes the underdog too much. Um, granted, I think Dallas is terrible, and granted, I think that the New York Giants are, are going to be a pretty decent football team. Um, so this is one of those that I just feel like something is telling me that the Cowboys somehow win this game, but I can't wow. quantify it on why or how or just why because it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, well, it's the only it's the I, same I just, argument I give so many times. Like Vegas knows something. Well, yeah, I agree. And, the spread, and I mean, like you said, has everybody has in New York. Yeah. No, it hasn't. It's baffling, and I, it just it just makes no sense because you you like I I want to take the Giants so bad, but something's telling me that, that something doesn't make sense here. Um, the other thing I will say, since we touched on Carolina a little bit, um, I absolutely love Atlanta this week. Lay the points uh, and thank me later. Uh, Carolina's without Greg Olson, Keekley's banged up, Cam Cam's got a bad uh, a bad hoof. Um, so you got some uh, you got some definite issues, and Atlanta's on the long rest. Uh, Carolina's going to be dealing with hurricane issues that could interrupt uh, practice schedule. I think Carolina's minus five and a half, or plus five and a half, plus six. Um, lay the points with the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, but I'm, taking, uh, the, I'm taking the Cowboys back on track here. All right, there so, uh, yeah, going, there, going against you two again. Why wouldn't you? Why? Yeah, why not? There was a question in the comments uh, about the. Falcons Panthers. They asked if the, if the Falcons would uh, would take the spread. So there you go. Ironically, I'm with Dave all the way on that pick. Yeah, I I was forgetting about Boom. Greg. I was forgetting about the the whole Greg Olson and, and Luke Keekley thing um, when I when I had answered that uh, Falcons are going to come out firing. They have to. They have to after after what they did uh, last week. Um, so again, yeah. Obviously, we're sitting here Wednesday night. Uh, you know, there, there could be a, a few games maybe uh, affected by, by the hurricane. Obviously, if it, if it turns more south, your game's in Florida. And I guess even, even the Falcons, even though it's inside, um, if, if, if it turns southward enough, it could be affected teams and, and fans being able to get there. So um, things could change between now and then, but uh, we go as, as we are now. Um, as we will do throughout the season when it, when it notates, obviously when we get into baseball playoffs, things like that, uh, some bigger news stories. But I pulled this one for Dave because I'm sure that the smile uh, has not been able to be wiped off his face. Uh, Jordan Spieth shot a 3-over-73 in the final round of the uh, BMW Championship. He finished 31 in the FedEx Cup points race. Uh, of course, only the top 30 move on to the Tour Championship uh, at East Lake in two weeks, so Spieth misses the Tour Championship for the first time as a professional. He ends the season uh, twenty-four tournaments played, which is significant because you have to hit twenty-five. He uh, could be given a uh, a penalty 
which would result in a fine of uh, $20,000 or more, potentially, and a possible suspension. Uh, Spieth released a statement today saying that uh, whatever the uh, the penalty is, he will accept it and not fight it. Um, I guess he was uh, banking on making it to the Tour Championship to be his 25th uh, tournament of the year. So, Dave, uh, how happy are you to see to see Jordy struggling, failing, and missing the Tour Championship? I'm uh, I'm pretty happy, except for the fact that it's going to be the the final Tour Championship on a Sunday when football's on. So uh, it would have meant a lot more if he somehow didn't make a major or something that we wouldn't have had to watch him over the summer. But uh, nothing against Jordy as a uh, as a as a human. I just do not like him golf wise. Uh, he does a lot for charity and all that, so I can't knock that too much. Uh, but uh, he is obnoxiously annoying to watch on a golf course, <laughs> and I wish him nothing but the uh, amen corner and at the Masters uh, for him to see <laughs> all off season. Uh, all right, very good. And then the last thing uh, that I saw, and, and I heard this one on, on the Steve Zabin show, um, and, and I think it's just kind of a, a sign of the times in terms of attendance across the board with professional sports. Major League Baseball. Um, barring some sort of huge jump in, in attendance numbers throughout the remainder of the month of September, will fail to crack the 70 million fan mark uh, for the season for the first time since 2003. Um, you know, and it, and it kind of like jumped out of me like, wow, that's, uh, that's, that's bad for baseball. But when you start to think about it, there's a lot of day games people are working. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, th- this summer, especially in, in, in our area, um, and I know along the eastern seaboard, Mid-Atlantic was just bombarded with rain, like nonstop. Oh, yeah. So you had you had rainouts, you had you know postponements and doubleheaders and little one-shot games here and there. So people that you know had tickets, you know if you have tickets to a Tuesday night game, all right, we're going to baseball on Tuesday night. That gets canceled. It ends up being a day-night doubleheader on a Wednesday. We got to work. We can't go down. We can't take off. So I think that probably had an effect on it as well. Um, you're seeing it across those sports. I mean, the NFL in in house attendance is down. You know, hockey, basketball, all of them. Because you know, we all we're all sitting here with with probably minimum fifty five inch TVs. You know, the the comfort of our home. We got cold beer within a few steps. Our own bathroom within a few steps. You know, whatever food we choose to have, and we're not spending eighty ninety dollars on food, eighty dollars to park, and all of that stuff. So I think it's just the, the situation of the the. Home viewing experience is better. Yeah, and and the figure pokes two things at me. Uh, one was the fact that the TV viewing experience is so much better, and I think it's something that you're going to see start to affect the NFL even more. I mean, it already has, uh, you know, teams that are like closing down sections of their stadium to call to sell sell out and things like that. Um, I think that's part of it, and and I think another part might be, and it, it just kind of popped into my head is is there's a lot of. Um, a lot of disparity in baseball. Like there's some really good teams and there are some really bad teams. And if you're a fan of one of those really bad teams, um, like maybe the Orioles, for example, um, or any of the teams from Florida or, you know, I mean, even, even Philadelphia, like as a Phillies fan, like I didn't expect them to be in the run this late in the season. And now they're starting to show their uh, true colors, at least in the bullpen. When you have a team that you don't have a lot of hope for, um, you know, are you Why even? Are you even considering like a middle of the week, seven o'clock? Like I'm going to be up till ten or eleven till I get. I'm going to like, you know. I don't. I, even, I don't. I, I didn't, I didn't, watch I didn't go to a Phillies game, game this year, and I, it was it was entertaining for a while, and I wanted to go. It just hasn't worked out for my schedule, and like I think that's where people are. Like they can go and watch it on a high definition on a Why sixty inch spend? screen at a bar or at their home, <laughs> and like they're fine with that. I think it, it's. If, if if it was a little more competition, I think like if there's more hope in some of these middle of the road cities, maybe maybe you'd see it come back. I don't see that number going back up next year. No, Dave. I'm in agreement. Although I mean, speaking of the Orioles, I, I can't say I'm not tempted to go down and uh, grab some uh, weekend seats ten rows behind the plate for thirty bucks right now. It, it would kind of be uh, you kind of feel like that big shot at a major league game for thirty bucks, but. Um, it's one of those experiences that it's like, do I really want to go watch them suck for 30 bucks? I'll but pay at the, the same $3, time, when else am I going to be able to do that? I'll take the $3 bleacher seats and then I'll just walk down there. Cause I'm pretty sure ushers at this point have given up as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they even have them. 
But yeah, would I that think... not be the worst job to have right now as an usher at Oriole Park? Oh God, in the, I don't in know. the you upper just sit level. There. <laughs> yeah, like upper level, because like then you gotta you gotta march your ass up there and stand so far away from the terrible. Well, actually, that may be the better spot because you don't actually have to see the game. Yeah, maybe get a view like out of the stadium. You can actually see out. I don't know. Look down over the inner harbor. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, actually, wouldn't wouldn't be too bad in the upper deck. Um, that's uh, that's pretty much going to wrap it up, Dave. Uh, any any other? Jim, I got I got one more uh, quick thing that Ooh. in the the realm that over uh, only Dave would find. Um, scrolling through Twitter here this afternoon, I saw something up that uh, the the West Ken- Western Kentucky University of Louisville game this weekend. Um, they have three of the four. Worst, or they have three of the four play callers, so the offensive and defensive coordinators that are in the bottom ten percent of the game. So um, I'm not saying that very well, but the three of the four play callers are in the worst ten percent play callers in all of college football, and they're in the same game. What a slot fest that's going to be! Yeah, it, uh, that, that, that'll really that'll really pack them in. And how does one go about rating a play caller? That's an interesting other thing I thought about yeah. with that too. Like, is it a successive? Like, yeah, does like it have to go so many yards. Like, what are you looking at there? Like, right. you, like I don't know how that works. It's how cleanly pressed your khakis are before the game starts. <laughs> um, I know in which who, case I'm a terrible play. Caller. I know who doesn't have success as a play caller. That's Scott Linehan in the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dave, let people know where they can. Uh, follow you on Twitter. You've been a little more active. Uh, I know you took a couple shots at me, but hey, if that's what it takes to get you on the Twitter machine, I'll do it. Yeah, man, we're at, uh, we're at uh, Huddle Up Podcast Dave, I believe it is, and uh, or nope, Huddle Up just, Dave, I always say what it is, Dave, Jim yeah. has to correct me. It's <laughs> saved in the phone, that's all I know. They only but, get so uh, many characters. Put, a, I put up some uh, picks on Sunday last week, and I think we went 4-1-1 one, and one against the spread, so uh, hopefully we can keep some uh, magic going on if that's uh, – that's your thing to uh, get some side income going on that the uh, wife doesn't know about. So, um, of course, that's the key to good term success. But uh, she's not; she'll never complain when you treat her as some nice things. That cash. So, um, go for it, and uh, we'll put some plays up again this weekend. But I can already tell you, it's going to look like uh, Atlanta, New Orleans, Philadelphia, uh, Pittsburgh, and some more goodies. I'm sure. Uh, so uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Always good ca- talking some ball. And uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to root for some teams I don't like, normally like to root for this week. Uh, it happens to the best of us, Dave. We'll talk to you next week. All right, I hung up on him. <laughs> good choice. Um, <laughs> well, Sean, uh, it was good to have you back in studio this week. Um, and and as, as we close out, of course, I have my uh, my Undisputed Belt here. Go to undisputedbelts.com and, and pick up some some fantasy stuff. Got my championship ring on, Sean, because uh, you and I play in, in 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 my league, and the last time that happened, I ended up as a champion. So yeah, that's great. You know, congratulations. <laughs> Hoping I can bring some of that uh, goodness back as I as my wife beat me this, this week, this past week. So uh, team, it was uh, girly's gone wild. Now it's uh, easy breezy beautiful. <laughs> that's <laughs> needs, pretty good. Needs a win. And that's uh, frustrating because I've been looking for a Drew Brees-based team name for another league, and now I can't use can't that. can't use that one. I, I, what, I, what I'm doing is every time I lose this year, and I lost in four out of five leagues, <laughs> I'm changing my name. So I am now saved by Odell. It's a good thing I didn't do that in real life. Or I, wouldn't, I don't even know how many names I've gone oh, through God. every time I lose. The only one that, that stayed, that held on, was over Undertaker. That's a good one. Um, in your league, I'm now counting Crowell's. <laughs> That's and, good. Uh, and uh, and, and in, my other, in my other league, I am Zeke and you shall find. So uh, hopefully I can find more wins this week. But, Sean, where can people uh, follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean, S-H-A-W-N underscore Nice, N-I-E-S. And if you happen to get on there uh, in the next day or so, I may just share a link to a website where you can buy a Jason Kelsey Halloween costume. Oh, uh, Jesus. It's a parade day replica. And it's coming in pretty cheap. It's only like thirty bucks. Like I don't know, it must be made out of styrofoam, but it looked pretty good. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'll get it out there for people. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. I might just go as like a Capitals Championship float. Because I feel like that should be a thing. Either that or Jim the Anvil Nightheart. In tribute to Either the way. tribute to the Anvil. I got the goatee going. Yeah. 
It's got to let the hair grow a little bit more. Tribute to the anvil. I got to find some pink spandex. For though. the love of God, don't wear pink spandex. <laughs> I'd have to, though. It's a, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a holiday for the kids, James. It's a holiday. That's true. I should so just go. Yeah, and we're in a new neighborhood. So I probably, yeah, you should probably, just tone probably down avoid this spandex. All right, you can follow me at Big Jim Sports. You can follow the show on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. Of course, you've found our Facebook page. Make sure you give it a like. Follow our uh, home network, NGSE Sports. Over at NGSCSports.com and their sponsor, PlayQB54. Go to PlayQB54.com. Use promo code PODCAST for 20% off of your order. Stick with us each and every uh, week. We'll be here Wednesday nights at 930, uh, except for three weeks from tonight when the Capitals Championship banner is raised to the rafters. We'll probably be live on a Tuesday night that week, uh, or maybe I'll just jump on here and, and tears of joy because I'm getting to see that that thing happen. But until next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win. <laughs>